Hey everyone, welcome to the second to last episode of the Naval series. In this episode, we're going to talk about what to do when you've gained success but need to make the right choices to keep what you have and grow into something new. You'll notice we're doing something new with this episode where we've integrated Naval's clip and the breakdown into one episode. Now you can get the insights of Naval and the unboxing of the idea in one place. Hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome to Podcast Abbreviated, where we break down the best podcasts into short episodes so you can discover new hosts and new podcasts and simply get to the best stuff faster. Welcome, everyone, to part seven of the Naval podcast series. In this series, we've talked about that you do not need to get lucky in order to get rich. It is a frame of mind that you can build, and we've been building up to this episode. Now, I want to string together what we've talked about in the past. So finding your specific knowledge, finding what you're uniquely good at is the first step in this process. And then leaning away from what other people are doing, even though it seems like they've been successful and that's what you need to do to replicate, it's actually leaning into that specific knowledge is it's going to give you that difference differentiation. Then thinking critically about what the society, what the marketplace is asking for and aligning your specific knowledge with that thing. Then putting your name on that endeavor is essential because that's the way you're going to get equity. Your name brand is going to get equity in the long term. Then recognizing that in today's day and age, we have the ability to produce something once and get it out to thousands, millions of people. And with that recognition, going into some sort of endeavor that utilizes that leverage. Now, in this part seven, we're going to talk about what to do once you have that leverage. Once you have the leverage, then you want to slow down a bit because your judgment really matters. It's like you've gone from steering your sailboat around to now you're steering an ocean liner or a tanker. You have a lot more at risk, but you have a lot more to gain as well. You're carrying a much higher payload. So in an age of infinite leverage, judgment becomes the most important skill. The people with the best judgment are actually among the least emotional. There is this archetype of the passionate entrepreneur, and yeah, they have to care about what they're doing, but they also have to see very clearly what's actually happening. And the thing that prevents you from seeing what's actually happening are your emotions. Our emotions are constantly clouding our judgment. And in investing or in running companies or in building products or being an entrepreneur, emotions really get in the way. Emotions are what prevent you from seeing what's actually happening until you can no longer resist the truth of what's happening, until it becomes too sudden and then you're forced into suffering, which is a breaking of this emotional fantasy that you had put together. So Tim, why is judgment so important in an age of infinite leverage? Great question. Once you have the leverage, every decision you make at that point matters more by definition because you are in a leverage situation than if it was just you by yourself working on something that's for a couple people because you're going to have a massive impact. What is the differentiator? It's judgment. Judgment is our ability to make good calls consistently and regularly. 
And it's not always something you can be trained for. Judgment is something you develop over time. That's why it's so important to start doing things now. Don't just wait to get lucky. Don't just wait for the opportunity. Start now because we are gaining judgment even today in recording this podcast. We spent some time figuring out how to get this thing set up and now we've learned. And every time that you make a mistake and you solve a problem, you're gaining some wisdom which you can then apply to the leverage which you have built. So for me, judgment is about your experience experience built up over time, making sure you learn from your experience, having a good feedback loop, and being able to consistently and regularly make good decisions. So Tim, how have you used judgment in your endeavors in the past for either success or the lack of judgment for failure? A big example for me is early on in life when I was learning how to become a video producer, I was so anxious all the time about what would happen the very next day. And it caused me to sit back and to not reach in and to have a lot of fear walking into set. And then I realized the amount of anxiety has no correlation to the actual effects of what would happen in the world. The anxiety said nothing about whether or not I would be successful. It was like a light bulb moment for me when I realized that early on I had so much anxiety, it felt as if it was real. It felt as real as knocking on this table here that the anxiety meant that something bad could happen the next day or that it might not be successful. And after time and time again, having massive amounts of anxiety and then succeeding, in the production and all of my fears not manifesting, I started to realize that that doesn't serve me. That doesn't mean like, oh, quick, turn off your anxiety, it's that easy, but I started to develop practices that would turn down the anxiety. I started to meditate. I am a big fan of L-theanine, which combines with caffeine, tames your anxiety that can be caused by caffeine. I'm a big believer in exercise and getting sunlight. So I became a big believer in trying to learn to quell that and going to therapy and trying to figure out what's really going on there. And now I still have anxiety, but I know that it is not because of an actual real world potential. Rather, it is something that's internal to me and that by taming that, I will and have been making better decisions. So that's just a small example of how to improve judgment because anxiety got in the way of judgment and as a result I wasn't as successful as I could have been. Some of you might be asking, hey Chris, Tim, with anxiety and negative emotions I understand, but don't I want to utilize positive emotions of excitement and happiness to motivate me and to energize me in my endeavor? And what I would say to that is that Naval also talks about something that didn't make it into this cut, which is a lot of times when you're building something, when you're creating something new, human beings are evolved to run in sprints and then rest. And that's how we attack problems and that's how we create new solutions. And so when you're sprinting, yeah, you may need to get up in the morning to be super energized and super excited and super happy and emotional about what you're doing. However, when that sprint is over, when you're done with the work and it's time to rest, that is the time to apply the judgment. That's the time to reassess what's going on, figure out if things have been working or not, Critically, doing that critically is key because you always want it to work, right? You always want to see something that you created succeed. However, critically using sound, unemotional judgment is the only way to change and to pivot your product in order to meet the needs of the people and create value for the people you're trying to give it to. So I think that the, the goal here is practice that now. 
before you have leverage. What Naval says, once you have leverage, then judgment becomes even more critical. You might be saying, ah, I know that I'm governed by my passions and I, and I make all these mistakes. That's okay. I do too. We still do all the time. I think the goal is start practicing this now and realize that as you're building up on the series that you started and as you're working through these lessons and as you get to the point where, hey, look, I found a way to exert leverage, you don't want to then say, okay, now I got to figure out how to have good judgment. You want to start now. The, a great tip that I've heard is before you make a decision, write down what you think is going to happen because then you will be forced to go back and see, hey, was I right? Was I wrong? What did I get right and wrong? And if you do that, that simple practice of regularly revisiting what you think will happen will be huge because we oftentimes after we make a decision, our memory is not perfect and we often forget what we actually thought would happen. We'll take credit for when the things go well. Uh, we, oh yeah, I knew this was gonna happen. And when things go poorly, you know, we might blame it on something else or we might think that all along we had that belief that it might not go perfectly. So write down what you think will happen before you make a big decision. Start that now, whether it's something as simple as whether or not this food is gonna make you feel good or whether it's something like whether or not it's worth investing in this product or tool or whether a certain video Video is going to take off or not, or whether this podcast is going to go anywhere. Write down your prediction. Hold yourself accountable to your own mind. And it's not easy to do. It's not something that we're self-motivated to do to create that accountability for ourselves. It's not something that comes naturally. However, if you don't do it, you can waste so much time and effort. And if you think about that critically, you think to yourself, yeah, okay, fine. It's going to be worth investing right now to make that prediction, to understand what my expectations are. And if I meet those expectations, then obviously I'm doing something right. And if I don't, something's got to change. And the earlier you figure that out, the better it's going to be. Thanks everyone for listening to part seven. Looking forward to part eight.